It's all a moot point. <laughs> like a cow's opinion. Just doesn't matter. It's moot. This week, we're going to be talking about some TV shows with notable voiceover narration, uh, which we have mixed feelings about. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them, and we have examples across the board of everything, and they are pretty fun. So, yeah, let's get started. Uh, Sammy, do you have a first voiceover example? Yeah, sure. So my first one is from Veronica Mars, um, which I think is one of the most effective voiceovers in all of TV. Um, I'll play you a clip that I recorded, and then I'll talk about it. Ah, the big game. Another high school high that makes me want to eat rocks. Being surrounded by screaming, foam-fingered spirit freaks who hate me hardly sounds thrilling. But for Wallace, this is his shining moment. So what's it going to be, girly girl? Okay, so that is when Veronica is standing outside Wallace's basketball game, deciding whether or not to go in. And I think her um, voiceovers are a perfect mix of, like, sassiness and cleverness, but also, like, give us a window into what she's feeling and to show that she actually is a marshmallow. She has a soul. She's not just, like, this badass, like, yeah. Yeah. So Stone-cold person. Right. It also helps to move the case along for the audience, like, to make sure they really understand what's going on, hold them through the evidence. Like, sometimes her voiceovers do that. Yeah, I think for the most... Yeah, Veronica Mars is, is a perfect example of how to do voiceovers right in terms of them adding to the show. Like, they're, com- they're ex- every time she talks in a voiceover, it's either telling us what she's feeling in a way that it would be difficult to show... Mm-hmm. or progressing the storyline somehow, or just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, my first example is one that I think we both just always hated, and it's from Heroes. Heroes had Mohinder do a opening and closing voiceover uh, throughout the entire show. Oh, this guy. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> He's very... So, I guess... You have this, like, side character who doesn't have superpowers, he doesn't contribute anything to the, fl- to the plot, he's extremely annoying, and he's the one narrating this entire show where there's way more important and interesting characters, and his narrations are basically these long, rambling platitudes that sound fancy but just, like, aren't saying anything. So let me play my example and then I can discuss... The earth is large, large enough that you think you can hide from anything, from fate, from God. If only you found a place far enough away. So you run. Hiranya shringam varunam prabadehi dirdame dehi yachitaha To the edge of the earth, where all is safe again, quiet warm, the solace of salt air, the peace of danger left behind, the luxury of grief, 
Okay, so like I, that was painfully long. And I deliberately put that entire thing in because that is what you actually go through watching this show every single episode. I think like, that's the hardest I've worked to suppress my laughter. Like, what is he talking about? Could he be talking slower? It, <laughs> it's like painful. So when, I, when we watched Heroes, we were very disconnected from the online community. We kind of thought nobody really watched the show except for us. Um, but I just kind of assumed everybody absolutely hated Mohinder's voiceovers. But when I was getting ready for this podcast, I went on the subreddit for Heroes and just I wanted to see if anyone had really good examples of like the worst, most annoying um, Mohinder voiceover. So I put this post up that was like, anyone have any good examples of the most egregious Mohinder voiceovers? And I ended up kind of actually insulting the entire Heroes subreddit. So the, the first commenter said, um, I think you picked the wrong word. Egregious means outstandingly bad. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, outstandingly bad. Like, was there another way to describe Mohinder's voiceovers? <laughs> and apparently everyone, like some people actually thought they were really good. So sorry, Heroes subreddit for that mistake. Um, yeah. People were saying that it was like their favorite thing. I don't even, whatever. I think yeah. the thing here is that Heroes is not a thing you watch for like the deep moral lessons. You watch it for the action and for the thrill. Totally. And you watch it for certain characters that you care about. Mohinder not being one of them. Right. Like, I don't know. If Peter was narrating it, I'd kind of be down. Or, like, Siler. <laughs> that would be weird. But um, <laughs> I would totally watch a, so a show narrated by Siler. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, just it was, like, the character choice and then also the fact that he was rambling off about just nothing. Just completely ridiculous. Yeah. Wait, why do you think people on Reddit liked it? Um, probably because they just loved the show. Mm. I don't know. And they thought it was insightful. I don't know. Let's move on because I—that's probably the last time I'm ever gonna hear a Mohinder voiceover. <laughs> let's, let's hope I'm so. I'm done. <laughs> okay. What's your What's your next example? Um. Okay. On a lighter note, I'll play. Uh, I actually have two recordings from this. Um, from How I Met Your Mother. My first one is Ted telling his kids like a life lesson. It's a really short clip. Okay. The great moments of your life won't necessarily be the things you do. They'll also be the things that happen to you. Yeah, so um, the real clip was pretty long. It was like two minutes, so I just decided to take that one sentence. But the Himium voiceovers, especially the, the life lesson ones, just show how beautifully thought out the whole show was. You know, I love everything about like fate and timing. It just works so well. It's also not your standard voiceover where the narrator is talking to the audience or providing commentary on the show to the audience. Like Ted, this is a very unique situation where Ted's voiceovers are talking to his children in the present about this past story. So he's he's talking to his kids, which is really cool. And like I can't think of any other show that does that. Yeah. It's very smart. And then the other clip I have is just a really funny one that I wanted to include. Um... Here, I'll just play it. Yeah, I'm totally going to sit my kids down one day and tell them about the time Uncle Barney nailed seven chicks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a bad dad? I love that one. Yeah. Because it pokes fun of, like, the biggest thing that Himian was criticized for, like, other than the finale, is right. 
Like, that it's unrealistic that he would be telling his kids these stories. Yeah. But he does. I think another cool choice that the creators of the show made was to have the voiceover be a different actor than Ted Mosby. Yeah. So it adds, like, a different layer, like future Ted and current Ted. You can tell apart. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So definitely an effective voiceover. What? I think this is an example of a very effective voiceover. Yeah, you got all the effective ones and I got all the terrible ones. <laughs> my next one, my next one is Dexter. And I I guess probably a lot of people liked this voiceover too, but I I thought this was a perfect example of how not to use voiceover narration because Dexter uses voiceover narration to lazily tell the audience what's actually happening in front of our eyes that we really don't need explained. It's almost like the writers just didn't trust us to figure out what was happening on the screen. So they just had Dexter repeat it very clearly and slowly as if we were idiots. It's just like, it's so unnecessary. So let me pull up my example. So I'll explain what's happening. Basically, I just started watching an episode of Dexter and like, exactly what I thought would happen, happened with this narration. So I'll tell you what's happening, and then I'll play the voiceover. So, basically in this episode, Dexter's using a chi- it's from the last season, and he has this picture of his psychiatrist, Dr. Vogel's kid, who Dexter thinks is a serial killer. Um, but she hasn't seen him, um, since he was a child. So he has this picture of a child, and then he has it on this software, and he hits this button that says, like, age 40 years on this picture of the kid, And then we hear this. Daniel Vogel would be in his mid-40s. In case you didn't get it. (laughs) And then, and then he types in, and the kids, and then the serial killer's name is Oliver Saxon. So he types that, and we can see him type it, and then we hear... That guy Cassie was dating. He was interviewed that night. Oliver Saxon. So, like, we, we read that on the screen, and then they say it again. And then a picture comes up of Oliver Sacks. So, okay. So then um, the picture comes up and it's of Oliver Saxon and it's straight up identical to the age picture of Vogelson that he just aged 40 years. Like you would have to, they're like twins. Like you would be an idiot to not see that that was clearly the right person. And we hear this. Is it possible this is Vogel's son? And then... He does one of those CSI face match things, like where they overlay on each other, and it says match. And then we hear... Daniel Vogel is Oliver Saxon. Okay. Wow. And then, so it's like, thank you very much. That was super confusing, so I'm glad they clarified that with Dexter's Dexter's narration. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, two minutes later in the episode, he goes to spy on Oliver Saxon, this guy who we're talking about who's the serial killer. And we watch the guy play this song that's been talked about in the episode that his mom used to play with him. So we hear him play it on um, the jukebox three times. And then, like, we see that. And then we hear this. He's played that song three times. When is he going to give up? And then... Sorry, last one, I swear. And then Dexter uh, takes out his M99, like, syringe and, like, crouches down outside the thing. And he says... And then we hear this. I'll follow him until I find a quiet place to grab him. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just like, it's too he's much. just saying exactly what we can clearly see is happening. Mm-hmm. So that's my example. And I did not have to dig hard to find an example of this. This was like every episode. It just wasn't necessary. Yeah. I think 
in Dexter, it would be pretty easy to do an effective voiceover because Dexter's like pretty lonely. He doesn't express his feelings out loud. Right. Kind of like Veronica Mars. And sometimes Mars. it is really good and creepy and it's like the serial killer part of him. And for some seasons it was his dad, Harris, well, Harry. Harrison was the kid, sorry. In some seasons it was like his, his him talking to his, his uh, foster father, Harry. And that was kind of effective. But the way it was used in every episode was just so pointless. Right. Too much uh, hand-holding. Too much hand-holding, exactly. Yeah. Just unnecessary. We can see what's happening. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, mine's quite a difference from Dexter. I actually went back and watched some Lucy McGuire episodes, which I highly so recommend quality. to people so who have quality. time. I was completely entertained by these. I know, we watched some together. Like, I'm not going to lie, we watched, like, three episodes of Lizzie McGuire for, you know, the research purposes of this podcast. Right. Official Mood Points um, business. Official Mood Points business. It was highly entertaining. Yes, so here is my Lizzie McGuire um, recording. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Me, Lizzie McGuire, cheerleader? What up with that? I mean, nothing could be more superficial, demeaning, and shallow. Cheerleading is like this plot to make girls feel bad about themselves. But I hope I make it, I hope I make it, I hope I make it! (laughs) (laughs) So the thing with Lizzie McGuire voiceovers are just like, they are so relatable. Like, she, she, her voiceovers are like her little thought bubble cartoon, and they're just so funny. They're also animated. Like, they're not just the voiceover over the live action. There's like a little cartoon Lizzie that says them. Mm-hmm. I think they're just hilarious because it's like, I've been in that situation and that's like what everybody has thought. And she says it like it is. Yeah. It's so entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, and then last one is Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy. Um, and I know once in a while someone else does the Grey's Anatomy narration, but for the most part it's Meredith. Um, and I went into this research thinking, wasn't that kind of annoying? But after watching a couple episodes, again, for, you know, research purposes, um, it's actually very witty, funny, it's often profound, and it ties up, like, whatever the medical cases are with the personal stories that are happening in the episode. So I actually ended up really liking the Meredith voiceover. Um, so my, my example, so I guess, yeah, the episode, um, my example's from is called The Self-Destruct Button, and the main medical case in this episode was about a guy who asked a friend to shoot him in the arm to make his tattoo look cool, um, and then Meredith's personal story is about, this was like the seventh episode of the whole show, uh, so she's an intern, and, uh, it was kind of about whether she should risk her entire career and reputation to sleep with Derek. So kind of a theme of masochism and is it worth driving yourself into the ground for like these impulsive things in both the medical and the personal cases. So this was the voiceover. It's kind of long, but it's good. Okay, anyone who says you can sleep when you die, tell them to come talk to me after a few months as an intern. Of course, it's not just the job that keeps us up all night. I mean, if life's so hard already, why do we bring more trouble down on ourselves? What's up with the need to hit the self-destruct button? 
Maybe we like the pain. Maybe we're wired that way. Because without it, I don't know. Maybe we just wouldn't feel real. What's that saying? Why do I keep hitting myself with a hammer? Oh, thank God. Because it feels so good when I stop. So I, it sounds all cut up because it these voiceovers are overlaid with, you know, what's happening in the episode. But I don't know. I like it. It's witty and it it's um, also profound. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I was under the impression that you were going to go against the Grey's Anatomy. No, I like it. Okay. I like Meredith. She's a good character. She should be the one narrating it. It's her story. And she makes some good points. <laughs> and then I also posted for examples on, I wanted to get examples from the subreddit from Grey's Anatomy, didn't end up getting any, but I did find, find this really interesting theory from a poster whose username is Chester1991, who, because I, I really want to credit them because they came up with this really cool theory that all of Meredith's voiceover narrations in the series finale, it's going to be revealed that they're all from her mother's medical journals and she's just reading them. Wow. Which I think would be really cool. Because they're all these kind of very, yeah, they're these, like, big ideas, but they're also, like, very personal and niche I don't know. I think, that I think that'd be, be really cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Huh. So I liked that. Yeah. So, yeah, those are our notable voiceovers. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think there are any TV shows you watch right now that would be better with a voiceover? Mad Men. I, I always, every time... Um, I'm wa- yeah, I'm watching Mad Men right now. I'm on season four. I just want to hear Don Draper talk in his head. I think that show could could really be effective with a voiceover. For the most part, yeah, for the most part, I think no voiceover unless your character is extremely witty, or they're like Veronica Mars or Dexter, where they have like this like stone cold exterior, and you need something to prove that they're like soft and human, and they have feelings. Mm-hmm. Not Dexter, I guess. <laughs> but, um, or, like, I guess in Dexter's case, he's soft and human on the outside, but he's a serial killer on the inside. Like, unless their exterior is very different from their interior, or they're just hilarious and witty, just don't do a voiceover, because it's going to be stupid like Mohinder. Right. Um, but I think Don, I think Mad Men would be a, a good example because of the witty thing. Hmm. What about you? Do you have any... Um, That's a good question. Yeah, I was thinking about this, and I think, like, no. I don't have any shows that I think would be improved. I was thinking maybe, like, Friday Night Lights if... No. Yeah, but then no. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any... Because they have the cool... They have, like, Sammy Mead. Right. I, for you. <laughs> I just can't think of any show that would be improved because it means that... To me, a voiceover is a way for, like, the main character to express themselves because they don't have friends to talk to. Oh, my God. Who would narrate Pretty Little Liars? Um. What if A just, what if A just narrated Pretty Little Liars? Oh, that'd be cool. Or Mona. It would have to be. I was going to say Mona. Yeah. Oh, I would totally watch PLL with a Mona narration. It should be, like, these bitches. Just, like, a profound quote from Mona at the beginning and end of every episode. Yeah, that'd be pretty entertaining, I guess. But it's... Oh the voiceover just, like, makes... I think 
The voiceover is for shows that have a distinct main character. Definitely. Yeah, and that's not PLL. No, it's not PLL. Yeah. But it can't. But it. Yeah. Go ahead. Voiceovers can be very effective, but I think most shows are better off without them. Yeah, I agree. That's what we have for this week. Thanks for listening. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Move Points Podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We are at MoovePointsPod. Or send us an email at MoovePointsPodcast at gmail.com. Our Tumblr page is MoovePointsPodcast.tumblr.com. And we'd love to hear from you about new ideas, questions, or any feedback you may have. Thanks for listening. Bye.